buddy andrew andrew hi it's not even surprising anymore we're here another <laughs> week the eagles won in commanding victory 35 to 13 which is one point off of your prediction proud from of that last one. week's episode um eagles are seven to no against the steelers i i wish i could say i was surprised but man it's just it just seems to be the normal thing nowadays were the Steelers the team that ruined our, our undefeated streak back when we went to the Super Bowl back in 04? I remember when we had T.O. I believe we were 7-0, and and I want to say we went against Pittsburgh and we lost that game that broke the undefeated streak. Dude. I could be wrong. If that's the case, I apologize. But it just, regardless, it felt good to lay a whooping, man. Like, we've been talking about it for weeks, and it's kind of wild that we haven't been in the 30s since week one, pretty sure. And our we came to play, man. It, we did not look rusty off the bye week. We came... Nope freaking prepared oh it's wonderful it's 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 pretty exciting i don't know how you're always throwing out stats and players from like 2003 2004 i just my brain i I don't know man i feel like i can remember like plays like over the last like three or four years but anything before then it just it just draws a blank but here we are man (laughs) (laughs) you know it's I, I feel like I actually was much better at retaining information at that time, whereas now everything is just a blur. So I could probably tell you like every play of the first half from a game in 2006, <laughs> but I, I, I'll I forget about three quarters of the game that just took place this past week. <laughs> oh, man. Well, hey, we got some pretty cool stuff to break down. So we're going to break down the Eagles Steelers game. Let's talk about some notable trades. Uh, also, as the deadline approached 4 p.m., uh, we are recording this episode at about 7 p.m. on Tuesday night, and mm-hmm. we actually have a World Series game to get to. Since we last spoke, Phillies are one and one. Uh, looks like the Astros tried cheating both games, and uh, we still managed to get out of there with one. So, <laughs> really excited to see what uh, is is it Noah Syndergaard in the bullpen game that's starting tonight, or who's who's, who's no, leading I, us off? The, the the rain out last night caused a bit of a shift, so it's going to be Ranger Suarez, which yeah. is I, hope, I like that, which I love. I I love Ranger Suarez. Yep. I, I hope this is all for the best. Uh, I'm dude. I, I don't know. It's like the, the Phillies did what they needed to do by winning one game in Houston. So, like, that is exactly what needed to happen. But I am so stink. Like, we're, we're, we're looking 30 minutes away from first pitch, dude. I'm nervous as heck right now. Yeah, it's going to be pretty crazy. So, we're going to give you good quality content, but we may be uh, speeding through it a little bit. So, let's get into two up, two down. Alex and Andrews, two up, two down. All right, so I'm going to kick us off today with our two ups. And to every single person that is listening to this podcast, my first up is that A.J. Brown is better than you thought he was. That's the first up. 
There is no way that anybody knew that we were getting AJ Brown, that he was going to be this freaking incredible. He's better than you thought he was. Andrew, can can you even debate me on that? Did you really think AJ Brown was going to be this good? AJ Brown is the best receiver in football. And I'm like, that's not even a joke. I am my face. I'm not smiling right now. Okay. I'm talking serious stuff. AJ Brown is I'm, I think he's my favorite Eagle of all time. Like, and it takes a lot for me to get to that point, but I can't remember the last time, maybe LaShawn McCoy, but I like, I absolutely love watching him on the field. Continue. He's, he's the best. absolutely he's the best. insane. Like the stat line is nuts. Everyone knows the story. 11 targets, six receptions. He did have one drop in the middle of the field. They're 156 yards, 26 yard average, three touchdowns. Longest play was 43 yards. The dude is just absolutely a beast. He's obviously swole Batman. Um, he's like, like I said, that like that's that's the up. He's better than you thought he was going to be. I think we all knew he was going to be wide receiver one on this team. Huge upgrade, uh, not upgrade, but but definitely kind of you know replacing Devonta Smith in that position. And it's just just absolutely delivered. The, the chemistry that he has with Jalen and everything is just absolutely mind blowing. Going into my second up, which actually sounds like a down at one point. Then, Andrew, I have a trivia question for you. Not a trivia. I want an opinion after this. Um, One huge complaint, and this we're talking about the up here. One huge complaint is that Jalen Hurts has a lack of touchdown passes that he's always rushing. I'm sorry, red zone touchdown passes that he's always rushing. (laughs) Problem is, last game, he didn't throw any red zone touchdown passes. They're all (laughs) 25 yards plus. So now the stat sheet... (laughs) is going to show zero red zone touchdowns. And when we eventually lose a game or what happens, it's going to come back and say, see, he can't throw inside the red zone. The man just can't win. Um, incredible performance by Jalen Hurts. I was going to say that A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown did a great job of keeping the Eagles offense out of the red zone because <laughs> he just kept scoring from way, way past that point. So before we get into the downs and your ups, here's the question. I posed it in our group chat. You actually didn't answer, and I didn't answer because I was hoping we could discuss it on the podcast. Mm. Would you take 2017 Carson Wentz, or would you take 2022 Jalen Hurts as quarterback one? What's your answer? <laughs> uh, that, that's that's It's so easy. It's so easy. Really? It's so easy. Be. I guess the only thing I can really ask to maybe complicate this question, because for me, it's Jalen Hurts, um, because everything from the neck and above, a.k.a. The, his his brain, uh, his attitude. Uh, so actually, no, his heart. I like his heart, yeah. too. So so not just from above the neck. I he has the all he, Zach, shout out to you, my, my, buddy, my buddy Zach. He, he stands by that all Jalen Hurts does is win. And I can't argue that. So, uh, I look, I'm, I was such a fan of what Wentz did in 2017. I was always, I was Wentz over Foles all the time, but at this point, man, like, I don't know what can possibly be better than what I'm looking at in front of me right now. So give me Hertz. Give me Hertz. I think, I think it's pretty funny that everyone says that because eight weeks ago, the, the, the story was a little bit different on Jalen Hertz. Mm-hmm. The season was up to him. Yep. It was this. There were very few people, in my opinion, that were in his corner. And, you know, I'm looking at my golden doodle named Carson. There's a lot of kids. That are growing up, you know, that are, that are entering kindergarten. There's a lot of Carsons in the Philadelphia area. I don't, I don't know if a lot of people are naming their kids Jalen right now. 
you know, I, I think hindsight's twenty twenty. That's because and... Rager Rager didn't, Rager ruined that for all the Jalen's. Jalen yeah. <laughs> yeah, Rager wasn't here. It'd, it'd be a little bit easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's not like the second runner up name in Philadelphia's big play right now. But you know, man, I I, I think when you look at twenty seventeen, Carson Wentz was like the most revered player in the NFL. He had the number one jersey sell. A uh, number one jersey sold. He was the outright MVP runner until he went down with an injury, which still think he got robbed from that award. And I, I, I just think that the city was more riding on the Wentz wagon uh, quarterback that was drafted number two overall. We wanted him to work out. He came in his first year, did okay. Second year, absolutely popped off. But the thing that I always come back to is just Wentz never had the leadership. He never had the locker room that Jalen has. And Jalen really is the heart and soul of, of his Philadelphia Eagles team, and he's really stepped up. He's he's battled all the criticism. I think if you put mm-hmm. Wentz in a similar position that Jalen is, he's not as successful. Um, yeah, I'll probably get a little bit of flack for this because we're not all the way through the season yet. Probably going to have to go 2017 Carson Wentz. That's and that's fair. I mean, like that. I just want to disagree with you on something as well. It, it's also that's just part of it. <laughs> <laughs> and you know it's like we're seeing it elite quarterback play equals very yeah. good record equals good chance of going to the Super Bowl hopefully. So I was on Pro Football Reference looking at this and I actually don't have my tabs up here. I wish I could look at it and and I may be wrong. Did you know Carson went at zero rushing touchdowns that year? Zero. Jalen already know. has had like 10. <laughs> They are two very, very, very. I know, but players. I still felt that Wentz was a good runner back then. He played a lot of chaos ball. He ran a lot. He had zero rushing touchdowns. And I just remember there was this time where anytime the Eagles would line up on the one, it was always a QB sneak, and Wentz was getting in there. But not in 2017. Totally different dynamic. Maybe he was he was doing the same thing as Jalen and keeping the ball out of the red zone and, and hitting a lot of uh, deeper passes. I I don't know. I I remember you know him and Wentz or I'm sorry Wentz and Ertz had a had a. Great yeah. connection. I mean, probably that was probably one of the best all time. It, it was the all time best tight end season, I believe, uh, in terms of receptions. Um, but like what we're seeing right now between Jalen Hurts and AJ Brown is just I, I feel like it's that and then some. So let me get into my two ups because yep. uh, I mean, where to even start with this offense? I, I'm just going to say, like, Alex, you got what you have been wanting. Not only did they finally decide to like just come out in the third quarter and and continue points what they were already doing. Quarter. Not only did they score points every single quarter, my man, they scored touchdowns. They got touchdowns. Every, they got at least one touchdown every single quarter of the football game. They did not let off the gas. They looked complete. I do have one, you know, we'll get into the to the downs because is it ever perfect? I mean, it feels that way. And by all counts it's pretty close to perfect. It we're is. seven and zero. We're seven and zero for crying out loud. Ayo. So, so uh, yeah, over thirty points scoring in every quarter. Huge, 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 huge. Also, we were seven for twelve on third down in comparison to the Steelers, who were one for twelve. Uh, the Steelers were four for four on fourth down, but whatever. Honestly, whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, and one A of those fourth down. Game. One of those fourth down conversions was the touchdown that they scored um, on there. It was in the first quarter. I believe it was their second offensive drive. And I'll tell you what, like it was annoying to see them tie the game up seven to seven. It's like, is this actually going to be a ball game? But the way that they needed to score that touchdown, they it was a yeah. great it was a great play. I, I yeah. loved the way that they drew that yeah. up. Um, 
But it, when I saw that, I'm like, the Steelers are going to have to get creative every single time, and it's just not sustainable. It's yep. not. So um, luckily for us, the Eagles, just they just kept – they just remember they, they, when they we played stopped. the Cowboys and Ben DiNucci came in and like they were just running <laughs> trick play after trick play after trick play after trick play and then we just completely shut it down. It's like eventually it's a really good it's a really good um a really good description. Um uh yeah, it's just not gonna be able to be sustainable. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, eventually uh the luck will run out and the other team will catch on and and uh the ball tells no lies, Alex. So the ball will start falling in different directions. So um I also just want to point out, in addition to, to yeah, the third down conversion rate that the Eagles have this year, which has been phenomenal, just again reiterating this turnover differential, which is, like, is it the best of all time at this point? Uh, like, they now, uh, they have two turnovers through, two total turnovers through the first eight weeks of the season. Um they forced another two this past week. So they forced the fumble and uh, Gardner Johnson had an interception. They had six sacks this weekend. Um, just a really complete, Jeez. a complete football game, man. Like it's, yeah. uh, I, I know historically with Andy Reid, we've been very good coming out of the bye. And I was like a little nervous. I'm like, I, I hope that our guys are still fresh and, and, you know, we're, we're not looking too rusty out there, but dude, it, they, they looked great. They looked great. So those are my two up. I'm going to send it back to you for, Wonderful. A womp womps. Yeah, man. Not too much. Um with <laughs> there. I mean I mean here I mean here's the thing. And and Nick said it. I I, I caught it on I think it was ninety four one the next morning. I mean, this was like the first full game like Nick feels like we actually went out and played. We we put it all out there in four quarters. We were able to pull our starters. There was no drama, nothing near the end. But like listen, I, I think the Steelers are not quite there. Interesting news: Chase Claypool got traded today, which mm-hmm. was which was a pretty interesting thing. I will say, if you're a Pittsburgh fan listening to this, I do think Kenny Pickett will have a bright future. I saw a lot that I think um, the, the Steelers' offense is just not well rounded right now. You got some rookies. You don't. You're also going up against a really good defense. I really liked what I saw from Kenny Pickett. Um, all right, so some of the downs: we gave up roughly 130 plus rushing yards on the ground. I felt the run defense just really wasn't really there. I mean, listen, A.J. Brown himself did 156 through the air. But, you know, I I still think we should be better on the ground, especially with Quinn now in there. We have the talent to be there. Um, A lot of those were picked up on QB improvising outside of the pocket. And I'm being just a little bit nitpicky here. But, um, you know, I think of some other teams that we're going to be playing down the stretch. We're going to be playing the Packers and Aaron Jones. We're going to see Derrick Henry this year. Like I, Zeke ran all over us. Like I just don't want us to be the team that everyone runs against and, and we go through and, and get our asses kicked because of it. Got we still got to play the Giants twice with Saquon. And we've got some good running backs upcoming. So we just need to make sure that we, we pay attention to that. But again, being nitpicky. And then the second down is – Still remaining on our defensive line. Jordan Davis going down is pretty big. Um, you know, they're not putting a timetable on him, but it's looking like maybe four to six weeks with, I think, what we're hearing is the high ankle sprain. Um, we do have the depth, and I think that Quinn pickup is now looking more and more genius. I think we were excited about the Quinn pickup. We need that depth on the on the defensive line, but Jordan Davis and the stats speak for themselves. When he is out there, we are putting pressure on the offensive line. It's a battle in the trenches, and as a result, teams are just not getting past us. 
um, or Jordan is having a really big impact slowing teams down. And that kind of goes back to my my first point. I'm a little bit worried about the run game. So those are my two downs. Again, we come out. We're 7-0. and We just beat a team 35 to 13. There's not really too much I can say that's down, but you know, there, there are some areas that I still think we need to clean up and we're heading into a short week. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, I did have Jordan Davis listed on here, obviously as well. And, and to tell you the truth, Alex, it's been kind of, and I don't even, I don't even want to like say this out loud or I have, I'm, I'm, I have a, I have a wooden desk, so I'm ready for the knock right after, okay. but injuries have been, you oh, know, don't his, say it. Oh, don't say it. Oh God. <laughs> I'm not going to continue. All I can say is that it's been going, it's been going well for us and let's just keep drinking from the same faucet. I don't know that I love making up sayings. It's not a real thing. I'm pretty sure. Oh, just keep, we'll just keep drinking from the same faucet. So anyway, getting into, (laughs) sounded great to me. It's all about just pulling it off confidently. So if I don't call myself out, it's probably a better approach. Um, My first down is, Miles Sanders had nine carries and whatever. Like, I hate even spending time on these, to be honest, because it's like, yeah. but like, uh, I, I guess I'll use that to say that this upcoming week against Houston, which we'll talk more about. Um, but I I think that Houston's run defense is pretty poor. And I really want to see this be a, a yeah. big Miles Sanders game. So I think it could actually work out well. So just like, yeah, he only got nine carries. Uh, you know, not even double digits. So maybe he'll be even fresher for next game. Who knows? But uh, I, I, I want to see Miles Sanders um, every week get double digit carries. Yeah. Uh, I, that one play uh, where he scored the rushing touchdown, I believe it was our only rushing touchdown on the day. It looked like um, Pittsburgh was bringing some pressure and it's just like he just completely beat it at the line of scrimmage and, and found the hole, boom, and just kind of ran, ran past the blitz to get in the end zone. Um the only other thing I guess I'll pick on here is as much as I I love Jason Kelsey, I, I feel like it might be a little bit of bad juju to start rocking the, the Batman mask before the game is completely over. So mm. I like I love Kelsey to death. And it's just like, again, I'm only saying this because I really am grasping. For, I'm really, really trying to find something. But um, <laughs> he even said this last night when he was on, he joined the Manning cast, him and Travis both joined the Manning cast last night for Monday night football. And he said that, um, he didn't tell coach Sirianni that he was going to put the mask on. He walked past coach Sirianni on the sideline and, you know, Nick looked at him and didn't look happy. So like Jason's like, I took it off for the rest of the game. I got the point. We haven't really <laughs> talked about it since, but, uh, but so I, you know, I, I, I love how much, fun this team's having so i just don't want it to get to a point where it can ever be misconstrued as overly confident or yeah uh you know maybe bad sportsmanship but you know it's it's great stuff all all around so um so yeah those those are the two downs i i guess before we start moving into well not so down because someone had us someone got on the swing and a board last week but before we get in before we got into that before we get into that uh just a quick quick highlight of uh, the, the, the trade deadline did, uh, it, it finished today at four o'clock PM yep. was the end of the deadline. So I guess we'll, we'll touch on some of these, uh, if I can find my sheet, there it is just a couple of these last minute trades, not last minute, but, but a couple trades that have gone down since you and I last had our, our podcast last week. So I didn't even realize this up until a couple of days ago, but the giants, they traded Kadarius Tony, yeah. uh, who I thought was their number one. I thought he was their best receiver. He was drafted a few picks after Devonte Smith, if I'm not yep. mistaken. I remember that. Um, yep. 
So he went to the Chiefs, which is a great landing spot uh, for a third and sixth round pick in 2023. Um, and then uh, Robert Quinn's buddy, Rokon Smith, we saw him shed a few yeah. tears last week. And now he's uh, he's going to the Ravens, which I don't know, Alex, like I feel like the Ravens just have this. When is the last time they like have not had a stud or multiple stud linebackers? Like I feel like Roquan Smith is such he's just the epitome of a Ravens draft pick or pickup. Yeah, I I I couldn't agree with you more. It <laughs> it, it it is pretty it, it's pretty obvious what they're doing there in in Baltimore. Um you know, coming off of another big win. I just, you know, it it's 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 looking pretty pretty convincing for them on what they're looking to do. You know, another trade that I thought was a little bit questionable, and I think this may have happened before, but we didn't talk about it, was this Christian McCaffrey trade. So 49ers for a second, third, and fourth uh, in 2023 and a fourth in 2024. Dude, Christian McCaffrey did did everything this freaking weekend, man. Holy crap. What a game this guy played. (laughs) Freaking sane. So three touchdowns. He threw one. He ran for one. And he received one. Um, that is, that is the triple crown. If I've, if I've ever heard it for a running back, that's, Dude, can you just imagine like going from, you know, the Panthers who just haven't really done too much with him recently, you know, in the last like two years or so, and just to be coming out to, you know, a legitimate contender. I, I still just have a tough time thinking that Jimmy G is like going to get him to the promised land. Um, but year over year, I'm totally proved wrong. And uh, and I guess they just they just beat the Rams for the second time this year, right? They just insane. completed the sweep of the Rams. It's funny I'm that not, they've I'm already not worried about the Rams anymore. <laughs> no, how? I mean, I, I they they own the Rams. They they own them. He he's like you know it's like uh, when Aaron Rodgers at the Bears game, he's just like I still own you. I don't know if we'll be saying that this year because anyway, moving on. Um, but yeah, McCaffrey. It, Obviously, like the 49ers gave up a ton to acquire McCaffrey. We've talked about it before in terms of running back value. Is it worth selling a lot of valuable pieces to acquire a running back? I think in the 49ers situation, you're built to win right now for the most part. And and I think, like you said, the question will be, is Jimmy Garoppolo good enough for them to... I mean, they went to the NFC Championship last year, right? Oh, they lost to the Rams in the NFC Championship. That's right. Okay. Well, that'll be interesting. So, any, we'll we'll see what happens there. Uh, and you also mentioned, um, you know, like the Panthers kind of unloading some of their top talent. Uh, well, I don't know. I thought I had a connection. I don't know if I do. So I'm just going to keep moving through this list here. Uh, I, what, what I'm getting at is Claypool. Um, Claypool, I don't well, know. Robbie, my... Robbie Anderson just got traded. It was Robbie Anderson. Well, he was also from the Panthers. I don't know if that's right. what I wanted to. Okay. Well, I can pretend like that's what I was. Oh, sure, yeah. Sure, that sure. other Panthers guy. Yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I meant to say. Um, Sir Purr. <laughs> Do you remember the Robbie Anderson video? Sir Purr. Sir what, Purr. What's that, what's that bear doing over there? Oh, Is that's, that... That, that's a mascot. Is that the Panthers mascot, Sir? Yeah, Purr? and he's like, he's like, what, what's that bear doing over there? It's like NFL films, and their players are like, that's Sir Purr. He's like, Sir Purr. He's like, oh, like Sir Purr. It's like the funniest. He's like, what's that bear doing over there? That's so funny. Oh man. Well, the Bears who just got rid of Roquan Smith, they just brought in uh, Chase Claypool, who we just talked to before. This this is interesting. It's so bizarre. Is this right? Like the Bears traded. A 2023 second round pick to acquire Claypool, who is arguably the third wide receiver on the Steelers. It 
that feels like a ton. Now, I, I do like, I think Chase Claypool is still a talented young wide receiver. And again, like kind of like the AJ Brown situation, I am a fan of trading a draft pick to get guaranteed talent. And I think Chase Claypool is still young enough where it makes sense to do that. Okay, we'll trade you a draft pick instead of drafting a wide receiver. But this reminds me of that Christian Kirk trade to Arizona. I'm Arizona to Jacksonville. Like, sure, Kirk has had some big games, but I don't think he's blowing it up or anything. That's true. I mean, it did seem That's like that's kind of how I would compare this. It's it feels like an overpayment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and and now Christian Kirk's is going to have a new teammate next year uh, opposite him, Calvin Ridley, who was finishing a year of suspension this year for, for gambling. What was it like $1,500 or something? And how do you get fired on your day off? <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, so Calvin Ridley, yeah. Young stud receiver for the Falcons who it was, it was suspended for the entire year, got traded to Dougie P in the Jaguar. So he'll be opposite Christian Kirk next year. Uh, this just says a maximum of uh, the Jaguars are trading a maximum of a fifth round pick in 2023 and a second round pick in 2024. So nice. Another uh, pick yeah. up for the Jaguars, which is and pretty then cool. I, and then I think two like really big splash trades today, TJ Hawkinson, who is arguably a top tight end, not a top, not the top, but a easily top six tight top end, six, top and, seven. Yeah tight end in the league going to the Vikings who won this weekend too, right? So they're still only at one loss. They're still only at one loss. My question is, is that enough to move the needle for the Vikings? Cause in my mind, I look at, at their strength as already being their passing game. Well, who's now. their tight end now? Irv Smith, Irv Smith, Irv Smith. He sucks. I'm just saying like you're going, I, I think it's big. I think it's notable. And even in that game against us, their tight end dropped two balls that Chauncey Gardner should have, should have, should have been over. So yeah, I think it's a great pickup for them. I think it's great. We'll see, and it's it's also very interesting because the the Detroit Lions are in the same division. So you, you a lot you usually don't see a lot of yeah. interdivisional moves, especially at the trade deadline. But uh, it does look like the Vikings are looking to, if you want to call it, go all in. But I mean, now second the round year. picks a little high though, in my opinion. Second round and a third in twenty twenty four for a tight end. It's yeah, yeah it's a little it, it's, it's a little pretty strange. big. And then the Bradley Chubb trade was huge. Uh, uh, linebacker Bradley Chubb to the Dolphins for a first round pick, a fourth in 2024, and they gave him a running back in Chase Edmonds. And they just signed Chase Edmonds to a pretty significant, the Dolphins signed Chase Edmonds to a significant yeah. deal this offseason. So I'm just by some sort of compensation or picking up contract or something that's in the T's and C's that makes it really attractive. But um, makes huge sense. trade, huge trade. That's a huge, huge upgrade for the uh, Miami Dolphins. Third, that's another fun AFC team. Another team that I'm that I'm happy does not play in the NFC. That is for sure. Um, what do you think, man? Uh, do do we, we want to take this into swinging it? Yeah, I mean, well, really quick. Um, how do you feel about the Eagles not doing anything here? Um, you know, I, I wanted to say this on the podcast. I think the two people that we were talking about was Alvin Kamara. Uh, who who seemed to be setting up some cryptic things. He unfollowed the Saints on Twitter. That's like the thing nowadays. You, you unfollow your team on Twitter and like everyone does. I take it out of his bio. And then uh, everyone wanted Kareem Hunt as well. You know, my opinion on that is I, I don't really know what I'd be willing to give up. I, I think I'd probably give more than a fourth round pick. I do not like Alvin Kamara whatsoever. And it all boils down to the NFC Championship game where Stefan Diggs beat your butt. And you saying, oh, well, if we wanted to fail, you would have beat your butt. And we would have killed you guys. 
And then they beat us the next year in the playoffs and they're playing Meek Mill with our robber masks on and everything. Like they are just so petty and like their egos are so big and they haven't won anything. And Alvin Kamara is living his worst professional life after Drew Brees left that team. So <laughs> I don't want him here. I don't want to reward. Like I just, I, I just have a thing where if you just like outwardly hate Philly and you're just talking trash and you haven't done anything like the entire Dallas Cowboys franchise for the last 20 years, I don't want anything to do with you. I want nothing to do with Alvin Kamara. Well, I I do have to ask then if you're willing to kind of look at the flaws of Alvin Kamara in terms of personality or behavior, I think you have to do the same for Kareem Hunt. And that's where I can't downplay Alvin Kamara Kamara, uh, and then say, but I want Kareem Hunt, somebody who got in trouble for roughing up a girl. So it's just like both of these guys are not the most, I mean, Kamara is going to serve a suspension at the beginning of next season, I believe, for what took place. Uh, did he, he got into a fight Pro Bowl well, weekend last year. There's still, there's still ongoing like court and yeah. police. Like, it's still ongoing. His lawyers just keep pushing it down so it doesn't impact the football season. Yeah. I think Kareem Hunt already, already I, I could say some stuff on that. I'm probably not going to. But I think Kareem Hunt already paid his his suspension and everything. He got, he got cut from, what was it? Was it? Well, he was drafted by Kansas City. He was I mean, drafted Andy by Reed, Kansas City. Yeah. He got cut from them. The Browns picked him up, and then I think he did serve some suspension, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. He did. Yep. I'm just, you know, just kind of looking in terms of just character. Like I, I agree. I agree. It's it's just hard to prefer one over the other. And if I'm just looking at talent on both of them, it's hard to choose one over the other. I think they're both absolute studs, but I also don't think that we need either one of them. So, you know, yeah. it's if we're if we're looking. I could have seen us maybe making a play for maybe some extra help in the secondary. Our secondary is great, but I'm just thinking in terms of depth. It's like, you know, we, we did, we, we brought in an extra edge rusher, which we, we needed that. Um, and it's just, I don't know. It's always exciting to make a deal before, before the trade deadline ends, but, and they, I know that they did also try to make a move for Naeem Hines. I, I saw that some people were talking mm. about that. And I, from what I, it just seemed like the price was, was too much. That would have been a fun little pickup. I mean, he's one of the best receiving running backs in the NFL, but again, it's like, do we need it? Yeah. Is it something worth harping over? Probably not. So I'm, I'm so happy with the Robert Quinn trade, which we got earlier than the trade deadline. Um, you know, if we would have made that as the deadline approached today, it would have, you know, I don't know what I'm getting at. I'm fine with what the Eagles have done and yeah. I'm okay with not doing anything else. Yeah. I totally agree with you on that. Like I said, would have, would have liked uh, out of the two Kareem Hunt, but I'm not, I, I like our squad. I like what we have. I think we have depth there. like our entire, our entire running back. So, all right, let's get into swinging it. And we got some big news to share there. Swinging it. Underdog picks for the week. Huge news. <laughs> Huge news. Ladies and gentlemen, I am officially on the swinging it board. The Ravens, the Ravens beat the Bucks. They came through 27, 22, uh, one and a half points. So I think we round up to two. So what, what is our total? uh, What is our total? uh, Alex, we are tied. We are tied two to two (laughs) in, in the barn burner of a lifetime. It's so bad. It's it's so bad. And and listen, underdogs just have been doing so good this week. 
Um, but I do got to say, really happy with your pick. I actually did have the Giants to go plus three in a parlay, and they just couldn't. They couldn't no. respond. You need to listen to me, Alex. <laughs> you need to listen to me. I said last week on the episode, I said the Seahawks were getting were 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 favorited, and that didn't make sense to me. And I said. If I were to bet outside of this, I will take the Seahawks, which I did, and I won because I listened to myself, and you should do that too. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> I, I didn't trust that game at all, and uh, you know, wouldn't you know it, I did not get any points in swinging it, and you're welcome. I took one for the team. Ah, man, just, just, just awesome. So I'm glad that we're finally on the board. I was really getting concerned that I was going to lose um, all year. So. Uh, we did not discuss beforehand. Usually, we'll just run these off each other, so we're not saying the same picks. I actually have two swinging at picks that I like for this week. One's like a complete shocker. The other one's a little bit more realistic. So, Andrew, looking at the matchups this week, I don't like a lot of them. Me neither. I really don't. I was looking through. I'm like, nope, 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 nope. None that I liked. I picked two out that I think one's probably not going to happen, but I still like it. Uh, but what is uh, what is your swinging at pick for this week? What, you're not liking, you don't want to try to go for 14 points and take the Texans over the Eagles on Thursday night? I'm looking Come at on, one that's actually pretty close up there. But oh, you look, you're looking at the Jets? Oh, you don't. No, no. No? All right, no. well, I'll let, I'll, let, I'll let you share yours. I'm going to go with nothing too crazy here. It was a tough week. I really did not like a lot of these. I'm going with the Commanders Ooh. at home. I don't trust the Vikings. Wow. They have, the Commanders are a three-and-a-half-point underdog wow. at home. Give me more Taylor Heineke off of a huge comeback win against the Colts this past week. They won 17-16. to 16. The Vikings are the they are a lame 6-1. and one. So let's do this, man. The NFC, it's the NFC beast. We don't lose. So the Commanders are going to they're gonna back me up here. <laughs> you know, say what you will, interdivision. I like Taylor Heineke, man. He, he played in the AAF. Remember that little spinoff league that didn't even make it for a full season? He was a quarterback there. Same with P.J. Walker, who's who's playing with the Carolina Panthers right yeah, now. P.J. Walker, Temple University, baby. Okay, okay. Yes, but like, listen, Taylor Heineke got a chance and beat Tom Brady. And I just, I love that man. I'm just so happy for him. I, I'm not rooting for him. I don't want the commanders to do well. I hope he loses the rest of the season, but I'm just happy <laughs> to see a story of a guy that really just fought through adversity. Unless, unless he, unless he's going against the giants or the Cowboys, then it's okay yes. for him not to lose. Then it's okay. Then it's okay. Then I'll be a Heineke fan all day. <laughs> all right. So my two swinging at picks, the one I actually really like and, and hear me out on this. Um, I really like the Tennessee over Kansas City game, 12 and a half point underdog. I think this is just such a trap game for the Titans. New quarterback coming out here in Malik Willis. Pretty commanding win. You got Derrick Henry out there. You lost some parts on defense. I don't know. I kind of like it, but I'm not going to be going with that. Swinging a pick this week. The Atlanta Falcons finally have something to play for. They are at first place in their division. They are hosting the LA Chargers and are still a three-point underdog. So give me the Falcons in this game. Alex, I'm proud of you. I <laughs> I I mean, obviously that's like it's it's a better pick because the spread's only three compared to twelve and a half for the Tennessee Chiefs game, but I would have I mean, you would have had some balls to take the Chiefs over I'm sorry, the Titans over the Chiefs with a rookie quarterback, especially at Arrowhead on Sunday night. The, you didn't the, that, see it happening? You don't see it happening? Uh, um, I don't, I got, I don't, I just, no, I don't, I don't. Do you? <laughs> 
Did you fall off your chair? I had to get a charger. My thing yeah. is about to die. <laughs> I just got your message. That's funny. Cool. All right. Uh, so where are we at? So uh, you Texans. said what? You, yeah. My bad. How do you get a charger, everyone? <laughs> All right. So uh, heading into Houston, Thursday night football game on Prime, Love and Prime. Uh, just because I just, if you have a 4K TV, um, man, I just think it just looks good. New angles. I really like what they're doing over there. Uh, Eagles are what 14 point favorite to win over the Texans. I mean, is there anything that we really even need to call out about this game besides we're going to be eight and no by the time we meet next week? I mean, I can give you, I can give you some facts to just make you feel even more confident in the Eagles winning. If you want, I, I don't it. have to Sarah So, uh, me. the Eagles have won each of their last 11 games as favorites. So let's make this number 12. Uh, the Eagles have covered the spread in six of their last seven Thursday games. So that's pretty nice. And then six of the Eagles last seven games against AFC opponents have gone over the total points line. That doesn't really do anything for the Eagles necessarily. But in case you're looking to bet the game, it looks like there might be some points scored. And I also want to make mention that uh, so we've only we've played the Texans three times in in the Texans history. They are one of the newer NFL teams. Um so we played them last in 2018. We beat them 32 to 20. Then in 2014, we beat them 31 to 21. And then in 2010, we beat them 34 to 24. My point is, is that we've scored over 30 points every single one of those games. And uh, apparently we like to go over. We, we, we go, we, we hit the over against AFC teams. So I like the Eagles to again score over 30 points this week. I think we're going to see Gardner Minshew start off the fourth quarter. I think we're going to have three turnovers, two interceptions by Davis Mills on this elite uh, team. Uh, I don't even know. uh, I'm sorry, elite uh, secondary. I don't even know who their starting running back is. Is it? uh, Damian Pierce. He's a Damian Pierce. Yeah. So I I honestly, dude, have nothing to add. I mean, it's 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 just. Yeah, I have like some stats. It's it's funny. Like you ever play like an old uh, just I don't know. I'm thinking of like an old video game where, you know, you're looking at like your character attributes and it's like how much strength do they have? And you have all the all the like levers for each thing. So I'm like looking at the Eagles versus like against the Texans. And it just like (laughs) just the 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 line. It's just out of control. Uh, The the Texans offense. So they're ranked 25th in pass offense. They're ranked 26th in rush offense. They're ranked 29th in scoring where the Eagles are top five in both passing and scoring. And then the Texans defense is the worst rush defense in the NFL. So I really, really, really want to see at a minimum, a minimum of 15 carries for Miles Sanders this week. Miles Um, Sanders, don't even play him. Put Gardner Minshew in and put and put Kenneth Gainwell in there. In don't, the fourth quarter, even. that's fine. That's yeah. fine. But this is still this is still an NFL team. You know, we still gotta we still gotta you know we can't be wearing our our Batman mask from the start. We got to give them some some respect and then let the game unfold as it does, and uh, you know take care of business yet again. Awesome. I think it's going to be. I don't want to say lower score because I don't think we're going to pile up points. But I just think we're going to own time of possession. We're just going to run the clock out basically right from the first quarter. So I'm going to give us a score of. 31 over 12 bunch of field goals from that. I don't think 31 12. 
back to back weeks of no touchdowns. That's what I like to hear. Yeah. I'm going to go um, 30. I like 33 to I don't want to give them to I don't want to disrespect them too hard. Maybe a weird score, like a 15, 33, yeah. 15, something. Maybe, odd, yeah. uh, maybe they'll go for two or, uh, Missed, or yep. something strange. Um, but yeah, another dub, man. Eight and oh next week. And I mean, I guess by our next episode, I think we're also going to have a World Series champion. It's like, going to be exciting. So they just start. I can. <laughs> my roommate's watching the game. I could like, I immediately. The vo- the volume's not even that high, and I could immediately hear the Philadelphia crowd. And I'm already getting my I'm, phone's like, getting buzzing. Crazy. I just saw a text <laughs> come across that the Astros have been denied every catering request <laughs> from multiple restaurants in Philly. <laughs> I if, heard if, that. If they're going to beat us here, we're just going to make it as hard as possible for them. So, Take all right, guys, cheers. Andrew and I got this World Series game to watch. We will be with you guys next week, hopefully, talking about Nate and Eagles team. I'm pretty sure we will. And hopefully declaring Philadelphia to be the World Series champions. Thanks for kicking it with us, as always. And we will see you guys next week. Peace. Go Phils, go Birds.